This is episode number 40 of Hey My Man. Nick. Yo. Ben. I'm just excited that Burger King has a sandwich with french fries on it now. Are you serious? Yeah, I just saw it at your house. I didn't have... Where? Oh, it was on the television. <laughs> oh, right like, now. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you have two in your hand. <laughs> no. Yeah, they have a it's like a it's like a whopper but they put fries on it. It doesn't seem it seems like that could have been something that was thought up many many years. I am one oh, of those I people love that do it. that. I always put fries my fries on my hamburger. <laughs> really? Yeah, you ever you never done that? No. You know what? Chips. What's crazy is uh I don't know I think Red Robin was the first place I ever had it but the the fried egg on a hamburger. Oh, I always see that but I still oh, have not God, tried it's it. Awesome. You've had them before, have you not? Never. No, I just this seems like uh, a little too much uh, cholesterol. No, just not something I'd be into. I keep eggs separate from other kind of food. Like egg is a breakfast He's eating kosher food. Yeah, that's funny because I'm the opposite. I put when I have eggs, I put everything in. The, you know, all the everything the eggs go in the like potatoes and the bread. Yeah, all that. Yeah, but it just seems weird. I would try. It. I just haven't. It's so not cultured. Wendy's goes with a pretzel roll, and Burger King just is like, well, let's just throw some fries on top of it. They're top like, of I don't, I don't want to. What else do we have? And the guy's like, these fries are getting kind of old. Just throw it on there. It's almost like Mexican food where they only have really like three or four different things. They have uh, the, what do you call those? Um, tortillas. Tortillas, the meat, chicken, pork, cheese, lettuce, and uh, tomatoes. The, well, and salsa. What they're good about <laughs> is they'll change the name of something. Like if something's deep fried, it's a totally different name right. for it. Instead of right. saying, hey, give me a deep fried burrito, it's a chimichanga. That menu that menu's deep. And that's what the thing is, is they just switch it around and it'll add like, but whatever. Instead it's of genius. like, instead of like white ri- or like red, like Mexican red rice, it's like some kind of green rice or something yeah. and they call it something different. It would be the exact same taco, but it has <laughs> green salsa on it. Right. Or salsa verde. So no, 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 it's not that. It's a totally different. Which usually you just get a taco and tell them what kind of topping to put on, but they do it for you. That's why they're able to you call it something judge. different. can't judge. We're all the same. Either way, there's not one, because Mexican food only consists of like 12 different things. It's all good, but you're being, not one of them is a bad thing. You're being so, generous though. You're counting lettuce yeah, and tomatoes. Right. If you take con- like like shitty salad bar stuff, where it's like three, you I, have tortillas, I'm a Mexican food apologist, meat and cheese. That's and yeah, guacamole. You are. Yeah, you are. Uh, anything exciting happened to you this week? No. No. I, got I had something exciting happen to me. My wife's dog Let's died. Find out. Finally, after 13 years, <laughs> That's exciting. this dog is dead. That thing was just grinding out life. It it was you know what uh, did you ever even actually put eyes on it? It's like a cat. It, like, it was. I remember when the first time they came over here, Logan's like, "Check that out." I'm like, "That's a dog." Check that and out. You're he's like, like, "Are oh, you he's, sure?" He's never seen it before, probably. So people have heard me complain about it for many years. <laughs> um, so finally, it got to the point where it was really sick and had to be put to sleep. So my first thing was, "Let's get the carpet." I was excited because I'm like, "Let's get the carpet clean." We're finally. We had three dogs within the last two years. All of them have passed away now, just uh, being old. And uh, we got to, got to uh, get the carpet cleaned, which, how much do you think it cost to clean carpeting? 100 bucks. 75 a room? No. 
Yeah, it was. I think for like, and then they do the thing where they're like, we can also uh, give you that undercoating uh, <laughs> as they protect them because this is a good carpet. It's like five hundred dollars for uh, you know this this uh, living room and then a bedroom and a stairway. They just spray Febreze on it. And yeah, like, there you That's go. What I've been doing. <laughs> but anyway, so they deep cleaned it. But the weird thing was, the guy that did it. Like I always get creeped out when people come into my house to do stuff. Like I, I right away I start worrying: Is this guy going to ask me to use my bathroom? <laughs> and then there's going to be some sort of un, really weird. Like you got to what are you going to tell him? No, you right. want to tell him no, and you tell everybody that you know. Like if this dude asked me to use the bathroom, I'm telling him hell no, get out. But I mean, in the moment, it's you know the guy's going to hopefully he's like <laughs> he's got a foot in the door of the bathroom when he's saying like hey I'm going to use this bathroom. You watch him eat his lunch in the truck, and you're like oh that's not going to. Well, be he good. came over first thing in the morning, so I I was like I'm always concerned with that. But the other but he thing, took he used your bathroom first thing in the morning. No, no, no he didn't use it. That's what my, oh. I, I, like right away I'm making things up in my mind. Say. Like, you know, if I, cause my wife's like, well, I'm going to make myself scarce. You can, you can deal with the, uh, with the carpet cleaning people, which makes it easier for me. It'd <laughs> be funny. First thing in the morning, he was like, Hey, uh, we're going to get started, started on your carpets, but uh, I got something brewing serious. <laughs> He's like, do you mind if I put my lunch in your fridge? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? People are strange and you never know who you're going to get. So that's weird. Definitely Nick. But I will say this. So, as the guy starts to like clean my carpeting, he's like, well, show me the area. And he comes in and he's walking up up the stairs and he looks and he sees like, um, if as you go up the stairs, the whole wall is picture frames. And the guy stands there and is studying my family's pictures. <laughs> Picture, I mean, they're not, they're all of, you know, my children and my wife's family and, you know, like what people's family. That wasn't the area and or this it guy, was? And he's making noises. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Hey, is uh, and he starts asking questions about it. So is is this uh, this the dog that uh, that passed away? No, it's not. Go ahead and start up the carpet cleaning machine, dude. Like we're not gonna have this conversation. You guys are all wearing white shirts in that family photo. He's like, oh, huh. uh, interesting. Yeah, where did you uh, you did one of these cowboy pictures, huh? We did one of those before. Those are nice. Huh. Yeah, well, how long ago did you do that, dude? Seriously. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like on my cell phone. I was actually sending some messages in my fantasy football league, and uh. So I was trying to like give the guy the, the the brush a little bit like, dude, you see me with a phone in my hand. I'm giving you short answers. He left the staircase and came directly in front of me and then asked me the same questions like like where I was. He made me lock eyes with him. He stared at me until I looked back at him and then he asked me the same questions. So that wasn't the dog? No, dude, it wasn't the dog. What kind of dog was it that just passed away? Was it a big dog? Was it a small dog? I'm like, are we, are we really going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally kept on looking back at my phone and I was typing stuff and I actually was involved in a, a crazy argument in my fantasy football league. And I was like, dude, I do not have time for this. And uh, then he just started, ta- he was showing me a new receipt machine that they have and, you know, he was telling me he hadn't, hadn't got a new one since 19. Basically doing everything except for the job you had right. to do. And I'm like, how long? I go, hey, you know, I go, you know, my baby's asleep upstairs. I'm not telling you to keep it quiet. I understand you got to do your job. I'm just letting you know, like, before you go into that room, we're not having that carpet cleaned try to keep that door closed and he's like oh, all right then he yells to his partner like hey hey upstairs there's a baby sleeping in that room straight ahead he's like don't don't mess with that and i'm like dude I mean, put the symbols back in the truck johnny <laughs> so i just thought it was really weird and i was going to ask you guys if you had any similar like I, you, I don't know if you heard the episode ben where early on where i was talking about the guys who put my fence up and this guy ref- he brought his personal dog to the job site 
He's one of these hillbillies that was like, just hey, to man, hang out. He's got a German Shepherd with a stupid, you know, uh, bandana around its neck, and it's like a beach dog. Mm. You ever seen the movie uh, um, Summer School? Like named Lobo or something? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the dog's got a hacky sack or whatever. <laughs> but uh, this guy refused. I was like, hey, it's you know, I got a dog, and, and my dog's kind of a little bit mean or whatever and aggressive, and I really, you know, you probably shouldn't bring your dog to my. He's like, well, your dog's not going to be out here. Or to anyone else's, for that matter. Well, whatever. I'm just like, hey, my dog's aggressive. And he's like, well, your dog's going to be out here, is it? I'm like, no, but he'll be in the house. And he's going to he's gonna bash his head into things to try to get out. It's just going to make it easier. If, and he's like, nah, I'm just going to bring him. And the guy brought him. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to do it. He's like, oh, he'll just sit in the, the cab of my truck. I'm like, well, then what's the point of bringing him? Oh, Why don't just leave him at home? Really? He's in the middle of the summer. It wasn't running the air conditioner, but this is one of these guys. Like, He came to the job. In cut-off jean shorts and no shirt. That's what he showed up in at 9 o'clock in the morning to start digging my fence out. <laughs> so how many references did you get for this fellow? He did a great job. Absolutely a great job. I just thought it was like, again, I was I wanted to put to you guys, do you have any of these like crazy things that go on in your head like I do when I you have picture this people come to work in your house? Like, Is there anything that you're like, that's not happening. You're not doing that. I picture this dude sunbathing like in your backyard like on lunch break. I mean, but, I mean you didn't lay out, but... I picture like yeah, he could have. He definitely could have. We uh, had uh, we had the same people uh, do our hardwood floors or whatever, but it was it, it took a couple days, you know, because you gotta you gotta put you gotta grind it down and you gotta put the veneer or whatever. And yeah, I had the same thing. Like I would come in to get I don't know food or clothes or whatever I needed, but I felt like I was an outsider in my house. Like they're all doing work and they got the headphones and the buffers, and I'm like, hey, is it cool if I just I just need to grab, like, a shirt from the... You know what I mean? I'm asking permission to get, like, my own shit out of the fridge or whatever. blasting Rush Limbaugh. Like, we're we're really not in line with that kind of politics. (laughs) Those actually give me douche chills. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, that was the same thing. When someone... I don't know. Maybe this stems back to our conversation last week. But when someone else is is doing shit in my house, I feel like I just want to go let them do it. I don't need to have any interaction. I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid. This This is something that passed down from my father where... I got to be within arms, especially when they, because one of the rooms they did was my bedroom. And I'm one of these guys that's like, listen, nobody belongs in me and my wife's bedroom, but me and my wife. Like when people come over, I don't even like, if, if I'm taking your coat in the winter, I'm putting it in my kid's room or oh, your I'm bed's putting not it the, in my bedroom. Your bed's not the coat bed. It, it ends up being that way because people just go ahead and put it like they assume like, oh, obviously the, you know, they look at all your photos. I, I don't know what, the, no, because those aren't, those are in the hall, but I'm, it's my family. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no, even with my family, I don't want people in my, me and my wife's room. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have. It's where the magic happens. Well, not just that. It's just something about it. So when these guys went up in that area, not, if there's anything really worth anything up there, but I, I definitely was like. You know, having to try to make conversation to be with him. I want him to yeah, know I, that I'm, I'm hovering over him. Like, dude, <laughs> get in there, clean what you got to clean, and get out. I would have honestly just went and I told my wife, I was like, you know, let's spend the three dollars $400 and buy a carpet shampoo ourselves, and, and it'll pay for itself immediately. But, I mean, these guys obviously do a deep clean. And I, I, we did something a couple weeks ago that we ended up editing out of the podcast where it was talking about, like, uh, I don't know, 10 dirty surfaces than your toilet. Yeah. And one of them was your carpeting. And it, dude, I, I I've, I've shampooed my carpet before. And it's, Did you see it's the water? Just, yeah, it came dude, out. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's you bad. you shampooed my carpet. I have <laughs> so, filthy water. Yeah, in it's your disgusting. Carpet. Especially right where the dog croaked. Nick, anything? I mean, I know you're a real fan of subcontractors coming to your house and doing stuff. And the last couple, I don't really have any complaints. Well, thanks for offering uh, <laughs> that to the pod, adding that to the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I always, I'm you know I'm like you though I'm leery about it, but if I just hang out 
it makes me even worse. So I just find some shit to do. Like I just leave. Otherwise, I'll you know I'll be asking them looks like all the questions about what they do and everything. I hate, you see the thing is um, when I was growing up, I was a I worked construction as a painter on like you know um, new construction. And sometimes the homeowners would show up in the house while we were like, because, you know, painting is one of the last things that's being done. So they're trying to see the progress of what's going on or whatever. And they'd come in there and they'd be like hovering over me and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, is there going to be another code on this wall? And I'm like, dude, go yeah. ask the boss. I work for him. Don't, don't, you know, I try to be polite, but it, I, yeah. so I hated it when people did it to I've, me. I've kind of done the same thing. So exactly. Yeah. But the thing is. You're not going to mask it off, huh? Right. You're just going to do it just by <laughs> hand? No, you don't need tape? Nope, no, don't need the tape. Thanks. That's yeah. You know why I was one of those guys. Do you get to a point where you you're that good? But that's the thing is because they make better tape. You know, they make good stuff now. Ah, no. That but the thing is to me is like ask. Don't ask the grunt. Ask the the you know the boss, the subcontractor, but chief, not the Indian. Bottom line is I didn't like it when people did it to me. But there's nothing in those new construction houses. This is where my property is and my family is. And like right away, I'm looking at these guys thinking, is this guy? Is he going to be coming back, attempting to come back with some buddies and take what I have or what? So. I come back and the Astro Glide's missing. Right. Something's up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened to yours, but uh. I actually am in a situation where if I was had something done, I just have care. If my if I was at work and my father in law CK just come over and I'd be like, hey, just keep an eye on these guys because he's like your dad too, where he's like, oh, I don't trust these guys, and he follow ever, them around and drive. Them don't nuts. you ever make that comparison? Shall I play the, the prank call again? <laughs> Uh, Ben, I know you were, you had texted me or last week or earlier when we weren't able to do the podcast and wanted to talk about the VMAs. It's a little bit, obviously old news, but you could give your fresh take on it. Oh, it's not that old. I didn't catch all of it. I just, you know, for the, I keep sinking into this trap for the past couple of years. I don't really, I don't know if any, I don't know if anyone, at least over the age of 27 watches MTV ever, like for any reason or whatever. But for some reason, when the VMAs come on. I'll check it out and I'll go, well, this is kind of the, the creme de la creme of, this is the best of what MTV has to offer. I don't really watch MTV, but this should be the tops of what they have. So I always I always fall into that trap and I end up watching parts of it. And and each year, I'm just, I start Googling and I'm just fucking let down. And, and when I saw the whole Miley Cyrus thing, it was just, I don't know, it was just brutal. I, I took nothing from it. Like I just didn't, I don't know if it's I'm getting old or they're getting worse or a combination of both. But I was like, this is just fucking awful. I got to have like a 40 ounce. <laughs> My, honestly, I did not watch the VMAs. Not because I'm, I, I just didn't. I didn't get around to it. There's realize, no reason I to. I just on. keep doing it. It's like a car wreck. I just fucking can't stop watching. I just, you know, usually with award shows where like, I don't want to see like celebrities or people that are already, you know, well-known people giving awards to each other. This is kind of, and I think most is, but the performance though, that's the thing. That's where the VMAs are a little bit different than other, because you're going to, you get to see some, but again, I've told you a million times. I don't really know anybody that's the most of the music that's out there today. I don't really listen to anyway, but that's probably why I don't watch MTV and wasn't aware that the show was even going to be on. So I was, you know, saw it on Twitter or whatever, all the hubbub. And I was like, Oh, I got to see this video now. Or my wife was watching. She's like, oh my God, you have to see this. This, this is horrifying. And uh, I watched it and I was like, well, A, that song in itself, that Robin Thicke song, I, it, it's horrible. It, it's it's literally like I want to put a, a drill into the temple. It's so like, bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But for whatever reason, it's popular and people like it. And then she was like, oh my God, she, was, she had a foam finger and she was touching herself with it. And she was, you know, shaking her ass and she was doing this and that. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, what do you expect? It just, it, it feels like, 
I, I what you were gonna say, you know, hey, am I just getting older, or, or are these things really starting to get like to the point? Yeah, where it's like I, I was starting. Like, are they, have they always been shitty, or and, and I just liked them because I was fifteen? Well, or... you get to, you get to constantly pressing the, or pushing the issue now. <clears throat> yeah. And she obviously took it to the next level. I would say, but I don't know, but not not. Not really. I wasn't. Madonna did the same thing with the Like a Virgin in eighty four. Yeah, nineteen eighty. Oh, you actually that was one of the in nineteen eighty four. She did the it was, simulated masturbation. That was the first VMAs. Yeah, right. and she did well, the whole. On I the think bed the difference the... is is people look at it as a whole like it like she's better than Miley Cyrus. Britney Spears put it better, even though she, you know she did that performance whatever back in two thousand where she was looking good and like acting slutty or whatever and i think people <laughs> as a whole again looked at her as a, like a way better performance this one i think they looked at like it was a slutty you're just trying to get attention it, yeah it was, it was an awful performance she couldn't sing and I, it was just unnecessary and over the top for the purpose of being over the that top that was my thing if you want to be slutty at least be be sexy there was it, it reminded me of just like some some bratty kid sister out there like look at my you know shit there something was about her sticking it. out her tongue is the creepiest thing ever yeah. it's like so Those wide or something and, yeah, she just, that was way more offensive than any other gyrating was that stupid tongue what was up with that I don't like, know I, I will say this like I feel like instead of saying like hey maybe I've gotten to that point where I'm I'm an old like you know uh, you know I don't need to use it today I think it comes down to this we don't have back when when we were kids you know you had your parents made you go to church they made you go to temple they made you go to ccd religious school you know you had to come home and eat every day with your family or what most you know that's that's how it was for me at least um everything was very still 1950s-esque as far as the family concerned about like family values the family, family unit yeah. yeah and when you you rebelled against that, we had so much to rebel against. You know, hey, rebel against the government, rebel against, yeah. you know, society, rebel against, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan and, and the way, you know, the Republicans and the way, you know, all these corporate people and there was all this stuff to rebel against. And and now it just feels like there's nothing to rebel against anymore. So yeah, they, this, this is the next, this is what happens when there's nothing left. When you don't have, when there's no... <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. When there's it no values left, when there's nothing like... You know, you hated your parents for the sake of hating your parents because that's what every kid does. And now parents and kids are on the same, they're treating each other like equals. And they're like, well, I, I don't even have that, that teenage angst anymore because my mom smokes pot with me or, you know. I, She's got a tramp stamp. How mad, yeah, yeah, how mad that, that's exactly the truth. Like yeah, my yeah. mom, when I was 16, took me, not me, but hey, you know, my mom took me to get a tattoo or got my nose pierced or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, everything is complete. Nothing's taboo anymore. So you have to reach for that next level. I'll tell you what. One of the coolest things I ever saw was when, I think it was um, Duff and Slash at the VMAs, walked up on stage. What year? 87? Uh, no, I, Holding hands? No. They were completely rocked out of their minds. Bottles of Jack Daniels, no shirts, leather jackets. 89. Okay. The most rock and roll thing that's probably ever happened on the VMAs besides Andrew Dice Clay. And because of being on live TV and like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. After that, like I, I looked at Slash and I still, I've said this a million times, Slash, Kid Rock, don't like Kid Rock, don't like his music, but I believe Kid Rock at some point was like, this, this guy is everything that I believe a rock star should be. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy, the, the guy, all he does is party. He's always with hot chicks. 
He's he's a rock star from top to bottom. Like his music or not, the dude himself is carrying it like a rock his star. His lifestyle is rock and roll. Slash yeah. is the in my mind the I in, in of my era my of from what I see you know he's the icon for he's me. The Ayatollah Nalo. That no, was back no, then. But here's where I'm going with that. He's the Ayatollah of rock and roll. You'll see now where it's like you know Slash and Borneo teaching children how to you know weave uh, know you know it. weave baskets or make macrame necklaces and it's like <laughs> what what happened. And that's the thing too is like you had these guys that were like, "There's no stopping this guy. He's definitely going to be dead by the time he's thirty, mm-hmm. and it's going to be awesome, and he's going to leave a legacy behind." And it's like, when these rock stars don't die young, this is what happens, man. They become grown <laughs> up, and you, it's like when you, like I said, you you grow up. The and you Stones look at, are still doing. You it. look, yeah, they're an anomaly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you could obviously throw norm, at anybody yeah. and say, "Hey, Robert Plant is still rocking and rolling." Yeah, yeah. Sammy Hagar is still. No, rocking. I'm not shitting on your point. I just no, don't know how they're doing but it. But I'm saying that, that that's like 0.2 percent of the rock and roll population. Most of these guys just drift into the abyss and are never heard from again, or they change. Like you know, they're working in a law office, or they you know, yeah. other than like these people who yeah. who, who trot on forever <laughs> in a law office. But you know what I'm saying? I used to be the lead singer of uh, Creed. You know, I worked in the law office. I played rhythm guitar and cracker, but if you get hurt on the job, <laughs> you know, what? I mean, that's a reality. Just like with like child movie star, a lot of these people grow up and, you know, if they don't stay actually acting, they're doing something behind the scenes or they completely leave the industry or they rob banks or, or they do hair professionally. Right. right. However, the, the whole point of the, the VMA thing was everybody was up in arms about it and people were like, I'm going to, I'm going to ban my kids from watching Disney and I'm going to, you know, I'm not, my kids aren't going to watch Nickelodeon and I'm going to write a letter to MTV. It's like, why? How about this? Uh, the Jersey shore is just as disgusting and stupid as Miley Cyrus, you know, doing what she did. I didn't no think she was, it, it wasn't like shocking, like naughty. It was just bad. Yeah, it was just a sucked. whole bunch of fucking bad. It's all, it should have been a halftime. Instead show. of writing a letter to Disney or MTV, if you really give a shit that much, watch it with your kids and talk shit about it. While you she, watch them, be like, "Look how bad she is at singing. But look how she has she has the body of an eleven year old boy. This is dumb." And eventually, maybe they'll go, "This is dumb." You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I I'm not gonna sit and watch it with my kids because I don't want to watch it. If, well, if you gave that, kids, you know, if you gave a shit, you know what I mean? Even about have that. a clue what it was, what was going on. I mean, that's my kids, you know, but. I'm just to write a letter to Disney and say like, oh, look at let's 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 look at the track history of all these people that came from Disney and turned out. It has nothing to do with Disney. It has something to do with parents that allow their children to be involved in, in, and become celebrities at such a young age that they they you know that's what I'm I, I think. I if you know. write a letter ever about any of that no, shit, yeah. just got way too much time. Yeah, on that. I will say though that Lindsay Lohan, I want to mention it again on that Oprah interview, looking like she's really turned herself around. Here. She's turning it around. Absolutely turned herself around. She is. And Christina Aguilera is in I think this month's Maxim. Ugh. I wondered if you knew about that. Uh, oh, I know about it. All right. I know. You know, I haven't, why I haven't, do we have to celebrate every time some chick with a personal weight? trainer and a personal chef loses twenty pounds? Well, why not? Because it's, it's not that impressive. Like I'm glad she's hot again or whatever. But are you really? Because it no, doesn't sound like you. I, are. You know, here's the thing. Once, <laughs> once you go fat, you never go back. Not to me. She can be. I like fat Christina. And oh well, that then, lets you know that she was attainable. That's what I told you at that point not in time. Attainable. I felt like she was now the girl next door. <laughs> Now I got a yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. There's that little spot in the back of her brain that knows There's that like, she's dude, a little thicker I, than she should she's be. She's fatter than me at this point. I got a shot. And that's when you'll pounce, right? right? When she knows. Because she can't get away. She's <laughs> um, 
I wanted to touch on uh, real quick another thing that's been irritating me. I, I posted something on our, our uh, webpage on the, the Facebook the other day about I saw uh, that they finally canceled um, True Blood. And Next I don't really want Yeah. Less. I'm saying they, they oh gave, it's not they, I thought it was done now no they gave it they gave it a, a final season thank God but um I I just wanted to say that uh the other thing a, a lot of people like that show which I'm not even talking about because it sucks so bad <laughs> Dexter I gotta tell you and I don't know if you knew I was gonna come out this way on this or not but I'm so ready for this is it for Dexter he's got I think there's like three or four more episodes left and, and it's over I'm so ready for this show to be over it ran I've its course. never seen a show. That started off out of the gate so awesome and just like literally petered out to the end where it's like it's going to literally trip and fall over the finish line. I could not care less about this character well, that's, or any of the characters. That sucks because like you said, it started off so strong. But that show has like four characters and they all just fucking well, the inter- like, they all interchange, you, you know? For Who's anybody, dating the serial killer this year? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The writing, the writing is so lazy. It's like nothing happens in Miami Unless it's directly connected to somebody that works at the police department. That's what, yeah. How every how, every murderer comes, every serial killer comes looking for Dexter, or Dexter goes looking for them, and it, it's like, it's it's the most. And I understand you had to suspend disbelief because the whole thing's kind of crazy. But in the beginning, it was almost like this might possibly could happen. The way they set this up, it's really creative writing, and now it's to the point where it's like really. Really, I mean, it's just it's, it's, how's he supposed to? How's it supposed to end? Is he supposed to get killed, or what's the rumor? I don't know. I don't. I don't see any. I. I they've kept that. But He's I mean, have you been watching any of this murder. season yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, th- this season for anybody. I probably won't watch any of this one or the last no. one. So you could say whatever. Yeah, you want. basic. Basically, where we're at now is that his sister knows that Dexter's a serial killer. He's also a blood spatter analysis for the Miami PD. Metro Miami Metro PD. So he goes out and he kills bad guys. Uh, he's a serial murderer, but in order to contain himself and allow himself to kill, he just kills. He has a code where he only kills bad guys that are either absconded from justice or that he feels fit his requirements aren't, and aren't good people. So he considers himself not a bad guy. However, his sister, who is also works for the police department as a detective, now knows that Dexter is a serial killer and has covered it up and has killed has killed people herself to protect his lie. And it's gotten oh. so contrived and it's gotten so ridiculously over the top um, that I'm hoping... I don't even know how I want it to end. There's no ending you could tell me right now where I'd be like, you know what? I actually turned around on this. I, I, I want the show to... That show would have been a really hot like two or three seasons. And then just, just call it. Absolutely. Just say that's a great idea. No need to milk Dude, it. Dude, The Wire was the perfect example of that. I always go back to it, but it's true. It's like they got out at the pinnacle of... Like when it was perfect time how to many? get out. Six... Wire had six seasons. Five. You sh- I don't think so. You sure? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. The shorter, the better, though. <laughs> I don't like if, you know what I mean? I could be you, wrong sometimes. The shorter, the better. It's but really. The, they were long. Maybe they were just long seasons. I don't know. But anyway, good show. And they, it ended at the top. Like, they're like, we have nothing else we can do. Let's not like just kick this ball around forever. Right. Let's move on to the next project, which he moved on to a couple other things that I didn't think were that great, but The Wire still stands alone. But if, as the best but show. if it's good writing and you're good producers, come up with another great idea. Right. Just, just do it again. However, they've definitely played Dexter out. And I just wanted to, I wanted to be, I know there's other people out there that feel this way that are still watching Dexter because you've, you've, you know, you've put six, seven, I don't know, Nick, you want to tell me how many seasons Dexter's been on. 
I don't, I don't know if that one. This one he doesn't know. Yeah. Whatever. Seven, eight seasons people have spent of their lives like following Dexter and waiting for something to happen. And it's like, and, and it, the funny thing is I hear people all the time say, well, you know, the Sopranos, that I wasted all my time. And it's like, dude, one episode was bad. One episode. You it didn't went like a little, the way it went a little it, long. It did, but but the thing is, like, I didn't. There was an entire season where Tony was in a coma that I thought they could completely do without. It really set up nothing. It was a wasted season. But the last episode, the last scene, the last minute. That's really, funny. you're gonna throw away the. You're gonna say the series sucked because of that. I mean, I know. I didn't even mind it. I I, I didn't. I wasn't happy because I didn't feel like I I knew what happened. Doesn't you know, need, I didn't want it. Doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be tied up with a. You bow. know what. With what you just said right there, honestly, until you just said that, this is crazy. I never really thought about it that way. Why do you even need to know? They could have just, instead of yeah. fading to black, and they had to fade to black at some point because the credits have to run. But why not you saw this glimpse of their life, and that's all you get? Because you know that's what? All you, you get. You, everybody was like thinking that, oh, okay, why? Well, there's other people looking at them in the restaurant. There's this, that, and the other thing. And they were expecting someone was going to get hit. Maybe. Something was going to happen. And that's the thing is it's all up to your imagination. I like it that way, actually. You know what? I still like to have things tied up a little bit better. The same with Seinfeld. For people to turn around and go, oh, it was was the worst. It definitely was one of the worst last shows (laughs) of all time. (laughs) But that show as a whole is one of the best shows. I don't care. What's the Soup Nazi's name again? Yev Kashem. All right, thanks. I've never um, heard someone apologize for the season or series finale of Sopranos until now. Well, you got it. And I'm apologizing for the series. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying well, like... Ben was not, apologizing oh, for it. I didn't even love it. I just... I don't know. I didn't hate it as much. You as, can't condemn an entire show for the... I could see you being yeah. disappointed, but for people to be like, dude, I wasted eight years of my life on the Sopranos or ten years or whatever. And, you know, it ended up where I didn't... I never got to know what happened. Tony's dead now. So we know that. For sure. But you enjoyed the shit out of those seasons, so just take it. That's and the walk. thing. Yeah. Each season, just like with The Wire, you could literally watch one season of The Wire and never ever watch another season of it and be like, dude, that was a badass show. That's true. They it are ended. they are pretty separate. They the end. ones I saw were pretty separate. They end. So you don't, it, it would be like any other show that didn't tie things up very well. It would just be like, oh, that show ran its course and it just ended. The Wire's first season just stands on, on its yeah, own. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,. So that's my little uh, take on uh, Dexter. That being said, I'm still all right with Colonel Potter. Who? Colonel Potter. He took over for Colonel Blake, but I'm sure. Are you talking knew. about a Mash? I'm sure you knew that. You talking about Mash? Yeah. I think Mash is the most overrated <laughs> show of all time. Hate it. Be that as it may. You, I know you're one of those guys that likes all these throwback <laughs> shows because you only have three channels. But yeah. you know what? If I think if you got out there a little bit and you uh, you saw the world, I'll you, hit the library. I'll like, hit the library. Yep. The library. <laughs> I think I have some dog ears somewhere. I'm just throwing them up there called. for you if you want to knock them down. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't do this, and usually it's a huge deal. A lot of people are into it, I thought. But it seemed to me, until today, and I don't know by chance I figured it out, that um, Comedy Central had a roast of James Franco that took place on Monday, which was uh, Labor Day. And uh, that's when it aired. That didn't take place then, but that's when it aired. And I saw absolutely zero publicity for it. And usually the roast, I would think the roast is like one of their big, it's got to be one of their biggest. The only thing I saw was uh, the Iron Sheik on Twitter. <laughs> he was going off about it. <laughs> about what? The, he kept t- like tweeting about it and like doing the hashtag James Franco roast. Well, what the uh, hell? Yeah, so James Franco got roasted by, um, Roastmaster this time was um, Seth. Uh, Rogan. Seth Rogan. 
and it was basically like Jonah Hill, Sarah Silverman, uh, Bill Hader from uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, Andy uh, Samberg, Natasha Leggero, Tasha, Natasha Leggero, and uh, Jeff Ross, who is wonderful, by the way, and small and wonderful, small wonder, yeah, and um, you saw some of it, yeah, Ben, I saw highlights, Nick, you saw none of it, no, I saw, I saw the highlights. whole thing. Today, like I said, I, I saw that it was and it wasn't on demand or anything, so I had to watch it on YouTube. Which God, thank God for YouTube. Yeah. But um, what, what was your, what's your reaction to the idea of roasting James as James Franco being the follow up roasty to, uh, who was the last person? It was um, Gee, who was it? Wasn't Hasselhoff? It uh, was, oh, it was uh, Sheen. No, no, it was Roseanne. She was the last one. Are you yeah, sure? Pretty sure. Because I remember we, the last podcast we did about it was we were talking about Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold show up, showed up on it. I love Tom Arnold. By the way, doesn't. Yeah. Couple, well, a couple things. They always roast somebody who's been around for a while and has a, a pretty lengthy career. James Franco's done some cool stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed not, weird. He's an odd choice. Yeah. He seemed really young for a roast. Like I'm, a roast is like you've done well. Here's to you. Cheers. Like you're still doing. You know. I think Comedy Central. It, and I don't have any reason to believe this except for just my thought is that, you know, they're trying to continue to have her draw in a, a young audience. And it's like, well, these guys are hot right now. Why not? Are they tired of all the old people watching Comedy Central? No, what I'm just fuck? saying it's like Daniel Tosh, I'm just saying hours you're, a day. you're trying to create like buzz around somebody who's young and fresh. Yeah. And these other guys that are in his crew are all people that are oh, Aziz was in they're there. All hot, Seth they're Rowan. all like up and coming people or they're like the it people yeah. right now. So it just name another ensemble group of like dudes that make movies together that could have done or that, you know, would have been like Adam the, Sandler's group, but they're a little bit older. Yeah. Like I said, they've already, they've already. And plus I think those they would, guys are too show big. They're, they would not. Yeah. They would maybe they would David do like Spade. A, maybe they would do like a Friars club closed door roast, but I don't know if they would. Yeah. yeah Spade, David Spade might do it. <laughs> My second thing too. Uh, I don't know, James. Uh, the second thing, Jeff Ross, I'm for some reason, I feel like that dude would be the nicest guy in the world. He seems like the most sensitive Absolutely, fucking 100%. dude ever. But, like, he's got to stop with this. Like, I do the roast, so I'm... He wore the Sandusky or the over... <laughs> you he can had, have shtick? You can have shtick. I don't know. You, if, if someone else enjoys your shtick, do it. But just know... Full and well, you don't, I'm not for Ben's, it. Ben's out. He's got cornrows and shit. Yeah, he, I don't even. What was that about? He was the roast master general, so he was like a like a gang a gang. He had like a grill on and like the fuck uh, does that have to do with roasting? I have, I have no idea. He's, fat, he's fatter he than all get out, dude. He, he doesn't fatter. either. My favorite part. Well, here's the thing. Uh, so he just no, hangs none out. of the usual suspects were there. Lisa Lampanelli wasn't there. Gilbert wasn't there. Um... I think they sign up. Like when you do one, you, they have you con- kind of sign they, up to do like contract. two or three. Yeah, because I heard uh, Anthony Jeselnik on um, uh, Jay Moore. By the way, Lisa Lampanelli, I'm a huge fan of the Corolla show. He's always plugging her. She's never made me laugh. She's never done anything remotely funny to me, ever. Uh, ever. I think, again, it's like it's almost like the South Park syndrome. When you first see How her and you, you go, oh, my God, this is a, a, a woman saying really filthy stuff and really Ew. shocking stuff. Uh, initially, the first time you ever like heard her at a roast, definitely she was she, she won people over. I got a friend of mine that that tried to turn me on to her that says she was great, but I, I no. just, it's all low hanging fruit. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck how much weight you lost. But dude, you, I mean, you never. I just I don't care about any of the shit you ever say. I know her. you're you're not substantially younger than me, but I mean, you never liked no. Dice when he was. 
I like Dice. I think Dice is a character. How, okay, that's she's a character. She's just some washed up, like, oh, I'm going to come out here and say I sleep with black dudes. Everybody that's start her clapping. Thing. I mean, that, it's no different than Jeff Dunham. Her bl- black dudes are her Jeff Dunham's you know, terrorist puppet. There's no difference. <laughs> it's the same kind of a crutch. It's like she's built a I'm niche. Very, I'm very proud of the fact that I have no idea what Jeff Dunham ever talks about. <laughs> I've never seen it. But I don't know. If you like her, that's fine. But she's like, oh, I got some... I don't know. She does the Asian thing and then the the, um, the, gay. the gay guy thing. Yeah, like I mean, again, that's it's not Ugh. it's not what I consider to be so like unfunny. somebody I would think was great, but um, whatever. Who I'm likes saying, it? And I don't the know. gays go and they're like, oh, yeah, call us the, the same F people, word. the same people who like Kathy Griffin. <laughs> oh. same, but it's the same kind of thing. I wish like, those two would fight she, to the death. She, appe- <laughs> she appeals to a certain you know uh, clientele of people of, uh, yeah mean fans. people that were kept out of parties in high school <laughs> and so they're like yeah call them the n-word that would have been me. fuck all those people that go to the shows dude that's not good anyway so <laughs> any of the, the, these, the the normal people that are on the roast the normal like there was no andy dick there was no none, none of the big name people no, except for like... except for jeff ross and he wasn't the, he was just a roaster right and he did a phenomenal job again because he was really the only professional stand besides aziz was up there but he, that's not really awesome. his. It's not really his his brand of of, uh, of humor. He did really well. But, so his um, time travel bit. Yes. Oh, that's funny. He he's he's good. I he did a great job. I, I, however, when I was talking to Ben earlier, he's like, "Oh, Andy Samberg, that guy knocked it out of the park." I could not be more. I loved it on the other side of the fence. <laughs> I this only guy saw part to of me it. Is a second rate Adam Sandler and a third rate whatever that Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Like he Maybe. oh. Just this, he's, I didn't get it. Like I, Nick, one of my favorite ones ever was Norm. You know, he, yeah, he, it was the same role. vein to me. No, it was, and that's the thing is like it's it's like you're instead of going straight forward at the jokes, it was like he made a bunch of corny street jokes that were like obviously stupid, and he meant them to be dumb. And he's like, "Zing, I roasted you." It wasn't as good as Norm. It was very Saturday Night Livey, in my yeah. opinion. Like, yeah, very like you know skit setup ish. I don't know. It, it I just prefer it to them going like, "Oh, hey, Aziz." You work at Seven Eleven, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like you're I know, Indian. I think there's some, uh, some. Yeah, there's <laughs> some. Valid. There's some gold. There's some gold to scoop from them in our minds, but I don't know. I think in, you know from what I've heard, those roasts are. I remember uh, uh, Mark Maron was talking about the Chevy Chase roast or something. He was saying like those roasts are like they're like four hours long, and what you see yeah. are cut down to like two minutes of you know of uh, of the best stuff or whatever they consider to be the the, the stuff they want to put on TV. However, as a roast in general, I felt it was better than the Roseanne roast. And I felt that they made a point to say like, hey, again, we're going, we're getting back to a bunch of guys that know the guy who's being roasted, roasting him. Yeah. Rather than like on the Roseanne roast, it was a bunch of people who were, had shows that were coming out on the network that were just thrown together. Right. That didn't know who, and again, all good comedians, fine. but the the fact of the matter is, is when you, they don't have. A personal relationship. Tom Arnold had one, so and that's why he was great. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I we always talk about the roast, and unfortunately, Nick didn't get to see it before we uh, before I brought it up. But um, but no, you're right though, because it loses all its character if it's like, oh, this is some dude that that is just trying to get some airtime, and he's like, he says, "Fuck you," and then he's like, "Nice to meet you, thanks for having right. me on the show." Like when Jonah Hill says shit about Seth Rogen, you go, "Oh, 
That's probably some sort yeah. of inside joke that they're always talking right. about. Dude, and the funny thing is the brunt of the jokes were aimed at Jonah Hill, not at James Franco. <laughs> like everybody was calling him fat. And I mean he's, he's got you knew that he, was I mean he's common. not he's not where he was, but he's definitely on the way back. He's <laughs> yeah. definitely on the way you back. You knew that was coming. But Poor I guy. mean he was definitely the target of like all him and uh, they did a lot of jokes um about James Franco bombing the um was the, uh, the Oscars? The Oscars and being gay. They all yeah, kept calling and, him and, gay and too. And being gay. He's not gay, but I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't, but they yeah. all kept calling him that. But again, I, I feel like they had the perfect group of people to roast him. They, they you know, his his personal friends. I, I thought it was. Decent. It felt like there was a little bit of love there. When it they were definitely shit. wasn't yeah. as malicious because when you have a guy like Geraldo or guys that are professional comedians that are that good and that quick. And they don't necessarily have any tie to you. They're going to cut to the bone. And especially yeah. a lot of those comedians know that it's that's a huge jumping off point. You look at um, Amy, Jezelek, Schumer. Amy Schumer, uh, Jeff Ross, Sarah Silverman. Like all those people in the beginning when the roast first started being televised. Like whether you knew them or not, the next day you definitely knew who they were. I'd never and, heard of uh, Anthony Jeselnik before he did the roast. And I was he, like, that guy was really mean and funny. Right. And that's the thing is, you know... That catapulted him into that next that mm-hmm. next thing, and I he'll even say that. And to me, there wasn't any like it didn't there wasn't any professional comedian that was there to to do that. Like Natasha Leggero, I don't know what tie she has to any of those people. So I'm she's just good looking. They had would, so many ugly people on that day. They needed a hot chick. She would be probably that person that was like the comedian that was gonna you know be a attempt to be a breakout star the next yeah. day. God bless him. But. They didn't have anybody that was really just like crushing, just saying like horrifyingly bad things. Uh, Jeff Ross did, and they did air a, a Trayvon Martin joke. So that was it was the very last it. joke he said. It. Yeah, and you know what? I don't even want to repeat it because I, I I would kill the joke because uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. But oh, he was saying uh, that um, as far as the Oscars, they had the same chemistry as a uh, as Trayvon Martin and, and George Zimmerman or something to that effect or whatever. Uh, but usually, I remember in the last roast, it was a Sandusky. They, they cut out the Sandusky joke or there was a joke that didn't make it that they didn't put on TV. Because when he like, was, ah. what he said or what he yeah. was dressed like? No, what he said. They, they, remember they, what he was dressed like. Right? He was dressed as as, as a, a Sandusky. It's just, it's low. It's or or, or, or uh, Joe, Joe Paterno. Low hanging fruit, <laughs> but man. whatever. I mean, <laughs> this is an opportunity for you not to like do some crazy, great, awesome, thought provoking material. It's definitely all about low hanging fruit. That's the thing. <laughs> it is. Um, as long as you're funny, but none of, none of the rest of the shit. James matters. Franco doesn't have like a David Hasselhoff esque like career in personal life where there's so much there to like right. draw from. So like Pam Anderson did. Obviously, Flavor everybody Flav else did, has right? For, by far, he's got, he's got, yeah. He, he give it a couple years. You yeah, know? that's why I was like, that guy, that's weird. And then I saw who was on the on the day, and I was like, oh, because he's friends with those guys. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick before we go on to the next thing, tomorrow or actually tonight, uh, at sundown starts the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah, and I wanted to bring you guys up to speed because at the beginning of the year I gave you my uh, my New Year's resolutions, and actually. I'm going to start over again because the Jewish New Year is what's important to me. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead. I just want to say uh stop wearing a baseball hat was one of my big ones for for you? Yeah, for me. Or for everybody else. No, cuz I'm I'm ignorant to this whole No, stop wearing a baseball hat was like my number one thing I wanted to change about my year of 2013. A different kind of hat or no, no, hat? No hat. No hat. Yes, a yarmulke. No, I wanted to wear no hat uh because I have a beautiful head of hair. 
and why not show it off? And you know what happened is I actually got a couple of uh, hats that I really like, but they were they're fitted and they were one size too small. But I refused to not wear them, and I would get horrible headaches. So it just worked out in my favor. Did your head did your head get bigger, or did you uh, size incorrectly? My wife got them at like the outlet mall, and she bought the wrong size, and they were on. It was like, hey, these are in the bargain bin. So no more hats unless unless it's really nope. Don't wear a hat. I try I, I try my best not to wear one. I've probably worn a hat a handful of times, so I'm doing good there. That's good. Uh, be more appreciative of all the extreme weather warnings provided by my Facebook friends. I, under the banner of acceptance <laughs> of help, okay. I get a little angry when people put things on Facebook telling me about the weather when I'm I, anybody oh. could look out the you know. Uh, being open to new things, <laughs> attempting to find at least one band or musician currently making music and enjoy that. I have not done that. Please, Were you me... pointing at yourself like, I'm a band? No, I was saying, you... let me help you. Let me We're, gonna, we're you working on some... that. Being healthy. Actually one. showing up at the gym, even if it's just to enjoy yoga pants, maybe do a little free weights. Even if I, did gonna... go, I did manage to go to the gym four times this year. Nice. So that's better than even last year. Even if you're just going to hit the showers. And actually, it... the year before, I did go to the gym a bunch. When, uh, when I worked with Nick, I went to the gym uh, for a, a little stint there. But I'm back. Well, I was back. I'm out again. So you see that dude with one foot in the in the sink sh- shaving himself. Number five was C. Jeff Dunham, Gallagher, and or Bob Saget. I've done none of the none of the three, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> look. You probably haven't had an opportunity. Have yeah, I haven't had an opportunity. I want to see what the buzz is about. I want and I would add Carrot Top to that list and Dane Cook. So what? I want to. I Why want to. You... I I want to see. You would throw Dane myself, Cook with Gallagher? I want to see because you know all these people hate on Dane Cook so much and oh. and, and think he's so terrible. I want to see for myself, and I've I've heard Carrot Top say it a million times. Come see my show, and I will make a believer of you. And yeah. my brother's seen him twice, I think, and he says he's awesome. So I hear so many people bash him. I'm on record. I think Dane Cook's funny. I don't give a shit. I think I think he's very funny. All right. I know every he's. I know everyone uses him as a punching bag. Right. But that, he's got a couple of his albums that have made me laugh a lot. So, uh, number six was have an open heart. Adding an additional six Mississippi count while listening to people's uninteresting stories before I my signature conversation takeover. Mm. I still haven't really. That's uh, hard. <laughs> you you have the same issue. I sh- yeah, I do. You're you, constantly thinking of what you're going to say. You've noticed. Yeah, I can watch your mouth, and I'm like, this guy's <laughs> waiting to say something. I better stop. When are they going to stop saying stuff so I can say what's important? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I have that. Um, as and well. I'm not going to really get crazy into it, but there was a uh, there was a list that I put on the Facebook of the 15 <laughs> worst comedians. Did you see it? No. The 15 worst comedians or stand up yeah, comedians. I made that list, but of I, I, it didn't say of all time, but it's saying like the 15 worst stand up comedians. Um, and just a couple of people that were on the list were like Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Dunham, Kathy Griffin, uh, really? Tim uh, Tim Allen. Um. And Andrew Dice Clay, just a bunch of a bunch of people who most most of the the people you know and I know would would agree that those aren't our favorite people. But I'm like, and then there was no author to the list. It was like on some like web blog or it was like on a, a web magazine. And I'm like, you got to be a coward. Yeah, you're gonna sit there and trash these people, and then you're not even to put your name to it. Like, who makes up this list? All the, everybody. Oh, uh, Cho Margaret Cho was on there. And I'm like, every single one of these, Yakov Smirnov, beside Yakov Smirnov, every, and I think he did too, if I remember right, in the 80s, every one of these people had a, had a sitcom. Every one of these people made an, a, a career. Success. And is a successful. Yeah. It's, it's, that list should be 
15 comedians I'm jealous of and don't yeah. believe should be uh, and yeah. have no idea why they're popular, however they are. In the 80s, man, you, if you were if you got any steam, you got scooped up. If you up. had a skinny tie and a mullet, you were you or a bolo. Up, yeah. Absolutely. But that being said, it, yeah, it's fucking Oddly for sure enough, it's jealousy. I'm surprised just by the way that they were putting you know, the, the list on there that Jeff Foxworthy wasn't on there. Yeah, he right. wasn't. I don't know. People like Jeff Foxworthy, I guess. But I, I noticed uh, on Zany's website, I was looking at it, they're having the, uh, November marks their 35th year uh, here in Chicago. And I noticed that Richard Lewis, it must it must have been November when we saw him last time. I'm going to bring him up again so we can be consistent with every podcast we talk about Richard Lewis. But they t- they said, oh, on this date, the, the, you know, the, the famous great comedian Richard Lewis will be performing. And I thought to myself, you got to be kidding hmm. me. That's who you're gonna have for your the anniversary. Guy. Like, he's you know, coming for the anniversary show. I mean, it's a whole month, and that's when we saw probably ever last year. It was their 34th. We got it. We got to go up there, man. Oh like my to go up lord, there, dude! Not for that. I, I, no, I no, 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 no. For like oh yeah, Gilbert. Funny. Gilbert will be there on the 21st. Besides Thursday, oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, there was nobody that was like you know outstandingly like huge and famous. I mean, Gilbert was definitely people you haven't heard of though are sometimes the funniest. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, me and Nick saw Andy Beningo, and that guy was great. But um, I think the Andy Benito, yeah, Doctor Bill Miller. I saw him. That's the one me and Julie went on a whim, and he was actually pretty good. He's actually like an emergency room doctor, and also a stand-up <laughs> comedian. He was pretty good. The real Patch Adams. Yeah. Another thing we missed out on from um, not doing a podcast last week was the whole Ben Affleck being named as the uh, new Batman in Batman is Batman versus Superman. Or Man of Steel versus Batman or whatever? Yeah. What do you got? I have no problem with it. None? <laughs> no. You? Uh, hashtag like, yeah, like hashtag Batflag. No, I don't have any issue with it. Here's why I don't have an issue with it. I don't give a Let's fuck who... Go! I don't give a fuck who plays Batman. I just don't. You so you really, by default, you don't care. Yeah, no, that's not right. No, it's just that I don't think Christian Bales was a great Batman. What? I think... They made great Batman movies, and he was lucky to be I, in them. I, you know what? I'll take that. He take wasn't that. horrible. He wasn't great. He was just the guy that was being Batman while... Could Christian... Val Kilmer have done that level of Batman? <sighs> Skinny in... Val Kilmer? Yeah. Like, an in-shape, no, younger Batman. No, of course! Bat... Yeah. You're gonna have fucking yeah, Bat Val sure. Kilmer yeah, in there. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I think Christopher Nolan kicked the shit out of those. He made him good movies. And then he had... Christian Bale's whose idea was it for him to do the um the um Batman voice? Oh, I'm sure it was Christian Bale. Okay, uh, so that was like I won't do it unless I can do this voice. No guns, like, right. no killing. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah. That's a, my Ray Romano. That's apparently. a notch. That's a notch against him. I, I mean, I didn't think I didn't think it was bad. No, I think a lot of people like Nick was telling me the other day. He's like, oh, I mean, you know. How hard is it to play Batman? And I believe that Bruce Wayne is just as important yes. as Batman. More important, or more important. And, and the thing is, to me, I I don't think that Ben Affleck. At first, I'll be I'll admit. At first, I was like, I don't know, man, I don't know. But I saw something on Twitter today where a link to a thing where it said, "Hey, history repeats itself," and there was a, an article where it had shown that um, Christopher Nolan had chose the Joker. And it was like basically saying this guy was, you know, he was really good in a Knight's Tale, but he's not going to be a great Joker. Heath Ledger's not the guy to be. He's a broke back mountain for crazy. And this dude was the best part about anything that's ever had yeah. anything to do with Batman. And, you know, even in the article, it's like the only thing that's synonymous with the Joker is Jack Nicholson. And that's how it will always be. It's like, no, nah. because I think he's, I don't think he's that great. No. And in fact, Heath Ledger's, dude, uh, Joker Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker smashes any Batman super villain. 
any, any other superhero in any superhero movie ever yeah. ever but it's not just his better than the batman whole, himself the whole production like everybody decided joker's gonna be darker right. this time and blah blah you know what well, so batfleck yeah batfleck you're fine with it yeah i the first night it was on twitter i was i was all on it i saw a bunch of, you had a bunch of tweets on it whatever yes he did and i don't think I, he'll i think he'll be fine as bruce wayne He's he's fit. He's fairly handsome. He can act his way, you know. Wait, well, fairly handsome? Like this guy's damn handsome. Yeah, well, he's, not, well, he's, not, he's not Christian Bale, but I mean, he's no, not, he's, he's, not. he's also not. Uh, no, but he'll be. I think he'll be a fine Bruce Wayne. And when he's Batman, he's wearing a fucking mask. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's that not the part. Of it. I mean, the guy's definitely super he's a good Chasto Magnifico would definitely have a problem with it. I didn't. I looked on Facebook. I didn't see anything right away. But I was. I probably missed a post I didn't where they see were it. pissed. Yeah, I don't know. My I'm only assuming. thing is, he's already been a superhero before. But you know what? That's happened before. I think we talked about that before. Who has? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. He's, he's Deadpool and yeah. he's Green Lantern. That's and true. Uh, they were trying. He was. They want him to be somebody else. The too. Flash. Yeah. But these are two pretty. Pretty big ones. I mean, Daredevil and Batman's. Pretty... Well, I mean, if they were to make a Deadpool I think movie, which goes and Daredevil. comes and goes and comes, well, until this, because all these, all, all the fanboys, like, were right away, like, this guy sucked as Daredevil. And my thing is this: he didn't suck as Daredevil. He was fine as Daredevil. That movie is flawed. It was written. It was a shitty, shitty script. Uh, and what's the uh, the English guy? Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell as Bullseye was so lame and campy. Uh... It was stupid. And, uh, the, the, it, again, Michael Clark Duncan is Kingpin. He's black, for Christ's sake. Uh, Kingpin's white. I think, uh, yeah, I think in the same way that actors get all this, you know, praise for being in these in these great movies, they also take the shame of being in shitty ones. Uh, Daredevil was kind of shitty. It was very shitty, but I don't know if it was because Dude, of... Dude, the first 15... Was it because of him? Though? No, the first 15 or 20 minutes of Daredevil, go back and watch it. When's the last time you've seen it? At the, 10 Kennedy, years at ago? the Kennedy Theater. Yeah, 15 years ago. So the thing is, if you go back and watch the first fifteen or twenty minutes, I guarantee, I believe it stands up to pretty much every other superhero. Is movie. that when he starts learning how to do it, or whatever? it shows like yeah, as a kid how he be, how he became blind and then like that part he, was pretty cool before they introduce the bad guys and and all in the stupid storyline and they just show him like you know bounding from building to building and, yes. and and the suit. It was pretty awesome. It's actually the only part of the movie I remember. That but, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the sleep deprivation chamber and they showed like all of his, you know, all, all of his, uh, costumes. And I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. The beginning of it. So, and I'm a huge daredevil guy. It's one of my favorite superheroes. However, I don't blame Ben That's Affleck cool. for ruining it. I blame the writing and the, the stupid, you know, the, the other <laughs> casting choices and the fact that they didn't think daredevil himself could stand alone and they had to bring in, um, Electra. Electra. You're right, though. He is one of the cooler superheroes. Yeah. He could be fine on his own. Absolutely. And, and in fact, uh, I wish they would reboot Daredevil and, and try to do something else with it and actually cast it a little bit better. And now, you know, I'd, I'd have Nolan do it. I'd have him do. I'd have Christopher Nolan do any movie that had anything to do with anything. He period. could do Clerks 3. Yeah. The funny thing is, is Ben <laughs> Affleck uh, turned down directing The Man of Steel, which it's funny because now he's going to be in the next movie with it. Maybe he maybe there was already something in the works. But I just want to, uh, there were some really funny tweets. Um, I was able, I grabbed a couple of good ones. I mean, I've seen some better ones out there, but uh, here, let me just read you a couple of the tweets that came out that I thought were kind of funny. Um, at Chase Mitt uh, writes, in the Ben Affleck version, Batman's parents kill themselves. Which I thought, I thought that was funny. Um, at Iron Core Media, 
Hashtag better Batman than Ben Affleck. One, Paula Deen. Two, a cat's butthole. Three, Ben <laughs> Affleck's mom. Four, a number two pencil. Five, Don Knotts. Six, caulk. Seven, all of China. And eight, ACDC. Is six, is six like the East Coast version way of just saying cock? I, I don't know. Uh, it's like Vic Mackey's. Cock. Jalex Andra. J-A-L-E-X-X-A-N-D-R-A. Ben Affleck, don't check the internet today. Which I thought was funny because every single thing was like, yeah. you know, this guy's going to end up hanging himself if he reads this stuff. Um, the, here's a good one. At Richard Dreyfus, the real Richard Dreyfus. You read for a part. You feel good about it. You feel confident. Then they can't span Affleck. And I'm like, really, dude? Richard Dreyfus put that? Right. Dude, oh, Ben Affleck knocks that fucker out. <laughs> that's his joke, <laughs> though, right? His that's, yeah. off, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they, Richard, my wife, that's another guy that she hates. When we were talking about actors, and I couldn't remember it at the time. My wife hates Richard Dreyfus. I don't know why, because I'm like, what's he really what's, been in that you've since seen? Jaws, what's he? Uh, he doesn't play what, a lot of likable what characters. What about Bob? He doesn't uh, play, like, all his guys The Color are of Money. Of... No, that's not him. That's uh, Paul, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, what's the other one? Mr. The, Holland's what? Opus. No, the one where he, uh, yeah, him and Emilio cool. Estes, stake up. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Um the next one is at Eliza Bain, E-L-I-Z-A-B-A-Y-N-E. In the new bad Ben Affleck version, the Batmobile is just a beige Prius. I guess Batman... <laughs> no Matt Damon jokes? <laughs> you know what? I, I There was, but I just... you know, A bunch again, of Robin yeah. things, yeah. Uh, at pro ex-girlfriend, Ben Affleck is Batman. Val Kilmer must be rolling around in his grave. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. But there had to have been like a Val Kilmer came out in support. Like, he did. Hey, I think he'll be good. So did... Uh, I saw a TMZ where they attacked Michael Keaton and they were trying to get him to say something <laughs> bad. He's like, ah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Whatever. Val Kilmer like, was a fine... No, he, Bruce, he was a fine Let Bruce Wayne. That movie was shitty, but he was a fine you, Bruce you, Wayne. Do you like comic books? Do you like superheroes? Uh, yeah, I do. I was a big Spider-Man kid growing up. I don't know. Well, big, I, but... I, I can't, dude. You don't have a blonde Batman. It's it's sacrilege. I mean, that's not like a big time fanboy thing, but it's like right away. All other movies that's were a like pretty big fanboy thing. I no, think. I mean when you have a movie and it's like you're trying to be somewhat respect, respectful. Why didn't to, they just dye his hair? That's what I'm saying. They yeah. didn't even bother to do that. Michael yeah. Keaton Val is Kilmer absolutely so crazy. A, a great Batman, but I still believe Christian Bale is a better Batman. Val Michael Kilmer King. probably was so crazy that director's like, hey, we're going to need to dye your hair for this. And he's like, no, I'm not he's doing like, it. Not, not only that, I'm going to have a ponytail sticking out of the back of the collar. And I will sue if I'm, if I'm told I have to do yeah, it. I, I really he's do. a huge pretentious douchebag, just like uh, um, your boy he, John McClane. Every time he works with somebody, that, dude, no, that guy. You, you have Bruce never Willis? heard this? Just from You're, Kevin Smith. And who's Kevin Smith when it comes to Bruce Another Willis? pretentious yeah. douchebag. As a matter of fact... I just I was watching uh, Pulp Fiction earlier on AMC and they were showing like the all these behind the scene things, and uh, Bruce Willis apparently got uh, Michael. Nothing. <laughs> 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 he got a uh, Michael Clark Duncan. You were talking so much. Got him his <laughs> role in. Uh... Are you allergic to Nick speaking? Go yeah, he got him his role in the Green Mile. So. Oh, that's a that's a tasty tidbit. So anyway, we're all good with. Uh... With Baffleck, I'm good with it. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this whole Bruce Willis being like a pretentious douche. We'll revisit it next time. I'll try to find some other sources besides Kevin Smith. Last but you heard the thing with Kevin. You heard Kevin yeah, Smith. Yeah, who gives a shit? Last thing in superhero movies, though. There's just too many of them. If you're that excited and or disappointed or upset about a superhero movie, what if they just released just, them in specific superhero theaters so you didn't have to? They didn't advertise. That'd them be you better. Could see it. That'd be better. If okay, if the nerd outrage, go to your nerd theater and watch it. <laughs> And just just do, 
That's, I don't know. There's so fucking many of I'll them. I'll tell you Every what. year there's like five superhero movies. You could, oh, you could pick, get worse. You could pick the next. Yeah, because there's such a Green Lantern movie? Get the fuck out of here. Who cares about that? I, I think Green Lantern could have been. It depends. I mean, I, I don't get into aliens. And I, one of the big things I'll always say is I can't. That's why I don't like Thor. I don't like anything that has to do with The new Thor Superman. comes out, I think, in another month or two. Yeah, it's stupid. Dude, like I said, I loved Spider-Man. It does a, have. I love Spider-Man as a kid. But if you get that upset about some shit that's coming out now, then you need to go out and mow the lawn or paint some shit or do something important. Like, get, do something responsible. <laughs> and then goddamn Yeah, and then you'll remind, like, oh, that's right, it's just superhero is, shit. Is Natalie Portman going to be in the next Thor? Yes. Oh, is, is Kat uh, Dennings, too? I don't know. Thor like, is another one. That. Thor? Yeah, it's stupid. It's Again, because it's an alien. Thor. It's an alien story. I don't. That's why I don't like DC, because I don't like all the, the, the alien planets. But the next one's going to be Superman and Batman? Versus. I don't care who's in it or who's doing it. I'm out. Yeah, I don't care either. I'll Superman see it plus Batman? You have, a, you have a son. You, your boy doesn't like superheroes? He's too. He loves Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> he loves him. I might have some stuff I can, crazy I can offload on you. He is crazy about I, Spider-Man. I, I was big time into Spider-Man. I even uh, once had a Spider-Man tattoo that I had covered up. Really? But uh, oh. I had my, my boy really into Spider-Man when he was like two, three. And uh, I he definitely... Just, he just took to it. I weaned him off of Spider-Man after a while because... Uh, you were like, dude, DC, man, think about I'm not, it. I'm a Marvel guy. I'm not, I'm not a DC guy. However, in fact, I hate, I didn't even, the only guy I like is Batman. But after Christopher Nolan's Batmans came out, I was like completely converted. I'm like, yeah. just a Batman, not any other But that's DC just characters. like a, a person trying harder to make a good movie, I feel. You know what I mean? The other ones are, they're all campy and shit. He was the first one to go like, let's try to make it. A little more so adult. That, adult yeah. More, more like. The, just not he cheesy. Made it, he made it for the comic book fans, not for the. Not yeah. necessarily for the the public at large. It was geared toward following more along the lines of the Dark Knight, rather than the Batman. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. So, um, one news story that I wanted to go over before we get out of here. This is always. I, I don't know if we've ever had this debate, but just bear with me while I try to. Uh, you know what? I was going to have Ben read it. I just I, I constantly uh, make myself look stupid when I try to read on the fly. Sure, where am I starting? Right there. Busy moms have to multitask, but a woman in Yuzhou, China, recently got stopped by police for breastfeeding her 18-month-old son while riding on a moped. The young mother was allegedly weaving her scooter through traffic while holding her 18-month-old son in her arms when the kid started crying. The Hollywood gossip reported. What up, puppy? What's a chicken? <laughs> Witnesses said the mom started to breastfeed the child while keeping a hand on the handlebars. Officers pulled the woman over before she caused an accident. She was risking her life, her son's life, and the lives of all other road users, a police spokesman said, according to the website. In what country was this? China. China. But they, it's going to come a little. Clo- it's going to come a little closer to home. Just wait. We told her that if she carried on, we would confiscate her bike. They added the unidentified woman. Isn't the first mom accused of this sort of distracted driving? In June 2008, Catherine Donkers, 29, was accused of child endangerment for trying to breastfeed her daughter while driving from Detroit to Pittsburgh on the Ohio Turnpike. That's a lot of breast milk. I'm just way too stupid for this. I'm giving it my best. She was also cited for not having a license. Donkers, which is one of the best last names ever, told ABC News that she thought the citation was out of line and planned to fight it all the way. It's not like I'm trying to change a diaper while I'm driving. She's pretty much just lays there on the pillow in my lap, she said. I would certainly submit that talking on a cell phone causes far more distraction than nursing a child while she's just laying there. There goes that pot argument again. That's it. Am I going all the way to the bottom here? No. That's it. 
Okay. I thought in China they didn't pull you over. You were just executed. Like <laughs> you shoot you for right speeding there. or like weaving in and out of traffic. I'm Ron Burgundy and go fuck yourself. No, I, I the reason I thought that was funny is because we just had a I we had just had a, a conversation. I don't remember if it was on or off the podcast about breastfeeding. And I just laughed because I'm like, you there's a chick driving down the street on a scooter with a, a baby <laughs> hanging from her boob. And then another chick is trying to say Oh, I'm dri- you know, I have the baby wedged between the steering wheel and my boob while I'm driving. It's like, oh, it could be worse. I could be on my, I could be texting or on my cell phone. It's like, what if the airbag deployed and blew the baby's head off? What if you're driving fine and someone t-bones you, dude? What? Yeah, exactly. What if you hit a bump and the baby bites your nipple off, and then you then you Ooh. hit the gas pedal and something horrible happens? <laughs> I mean, it just it blows my mind that like people, no matter what the situation is, can justify well. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. I could be texting. I could be smoking sure. marijuana and driving, or I could be drinking and driving. Could be getting roadhead on PCP. True. What do you think about uh, what's your thing on breastfeeding? Uh, I'm for it. Uh, oh, in public? <laughs> uh, no, I don't I know. Could care I'm, less. I'm fine with. Is I'm. I have a rule of and pretty much anything. If you make everybody around you feel weird, it's probably you. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're at the Olive Garden, don't whip it out. You know what I mean, but but if but if you're off to the side somewhere and you got a blanket, I believe whatever. that you set that up just to be a drop. <laughs> no, I honestly God, I didn't. I was just thinking of like, what's a shitty restaurant? No, I, I saw this story and I was like, this is this is beyond stupid. Like anybody in their right mind that would you you can't pull over. Like really, you're that much of a hurry. You're gonna like put. You're gonna pull. First of all, your kid needs to be in a restrained seat while you're driving a car. Makes you a terrible mother. Well, how did you get the kid out of the back? Was the kid crying and you're like, I'm gonna pull over now? Probably never was in the back. Probably that, always wasn't like the baby. Yeah, it was in the lap of the mother. Probably just like these assholes that have their dogs in the front seat. What if your dog? What if pork chop was in the front seat and your wife needed to breastfeed your twins? Pork chop could be. In the it front could be seat a really messed up situation yeah. out there. I don't know how that would be even possible. How would he be in the front seat if she already is up there? Why not? He's pork chop. Yeah. Like, do you think he would just be sitting on her lap or something? Are you telling a secret? <laughs> <laughs> Put your hand over your mouth. Like, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power <laughs> to not talk in front of the microphone. <laughs> this so is going to happen. my dog pork chop, right? Um, a couple uh, things I wanted to say before we uh, get out of here is last week we didn't do an episode, but I did finally cut up and edit the Ballard episode. An episode with another listener, um, Jim Ballard, who is a guy that I grew up well, grew up with. I went to school with and worked with and uh, knew for a long time. And he he was a listener to the show and, and wanted to do an episode, so he came out and did it. And the audio got messed up. And back then, I wasn't as as good as I am at editing, so uh, it took me a while to get around to it. I edited it and I put it up on Butterfly Radio, our Butterfly Radio page as a way to try to drive some traffic to our butterfly radio page. I want people to go on the butterfly radio page for two reasons. One, because I like the app and I think it's a cool, it's a cool little app Two, um, you're able to communicate directly to us. You could listen to the, this entire show or any show we've done. I think I put the, like the last 10 of them up there. You can listen to the show in its entirety there on butterfly radio, and you can click the microphone button there and leave up to a, as many as you want for free five minute messages. So you can leave a five minute message, then leave another five minute message asking us a question, uh, rebutting, arguing a point we made, whatever. It's a cool way for it to interact. And, um, myself, Nick, and well, Nick doesn't have an iPhone, but he could do it on his iPad. I guess we have access to be able to either wait till the podcast and talk about whatever you asked us on the butterfly radio or, um, 
we could just directly answer back there on Butterfly Radio. However, so I think it's a cool a cool app. But anyway, so I took this episode that we did with Jim Ballard, and I put it up there. It's like a forty two minute episode, um, and it's going to only be up on Butterfly Radio. So for anybody who wants to hear it, uh, if you want, if you know, we go too long between episodes or whatever, and you want to hear something, I there's a bunch of other stuff. From last, uh, the last podcast we did that did not make the actual podcast because it ended up being two hours and I cut like 50 minutes of it out. And a lot of the stuff that hits the cutting room floor, what I'm going to do with that now, um, if it's still good and interesting, I'm going to go ahead and put it up on the Butterfly page. And hopefully that'll convince some of you guys and drive some of you guys to go check out the Butterfly app and hopefully, uh, you know, interact with us. Is that how Scott sent his questions in last week? No, he called the... Uh, you're gonna put me on the spot because I don't know. I don't have the number handy. No, it's... um, I don't know. Where's my phone? Uh, he called the uh, the hotline, and it's on on the Facebook page. You can get the number. And I'll post That's it up another there way again. To do it also. Yeah, you can call up there. Basically, it's a Google Voice um, message service, and it, it'll say, "Hey, you know, you reach a Hey My Man podcast. Leave a message, blah blah blah." And he did that, and then I was able to take it off there and, and put it on the podcast. And then you tweeted it out to the Butterfly yeah. Radio app. So um, again, follow us on Twitter at. Hey, my man, 2012. Mine is uh, at Stuber Dave Inc. Ben is Lannister at, 80. At Lannister 80. At Nick, Nick 488. And, you know, Steve Steve abandoned his uh, Twitter account anyway and started a new one. So, uh, what? Yeah. If that you want to follow Steve, it's at Darwin Barney. Or, excuse me, at Barwin Darney. Oh, that's good. At Barwin. <laughs> yeah, pretty creative. At Barwin Darney. So, I'd encourage you to go there and leave Steve a nice message if you want to, uh, you know, beg for him to drop in at some point or uh, say something funny to him or communicate with Steve in any way. Um, Steve was telling me that he was planning on starting a podcast of his own, so I encourage him to do so. And if you're a fan of Steve, I'd encourage you to go there and encourage Steve as well. Let's do some encouraging. That's part of my uh, my Jewish New Year's resolution. Is Steve to, uh, had one of the funniest lines I, I've ever heard is when he said uh, Morgan Freeman looked like a Ninja Turtle. That was one of the was, I don't know it was many podcasts ago, but it made me laugh pretty. You know hard. what? It made me laugh. Pretty Finding hard. out that Steve stole that line from somebody son of a bitch. Would, did I don't know. I don't know that he did, but it would almost oh. be as bad as finding out that Derek Jeter is using uh, steroids. Yeah. So let's hope that Steve did not yank that line. I want to give him credit. I hate for even bringing it up and putting out that it could <laughs> it have been. It made me feel a, so happy. It was a, so authentic. He does look like time. a Ninja Turtle, though. He that, does. He's got spots on him. That's exactly that was very uh, astute. A, a perfect. Yes. Um, anything else? I've been listening to a band called Bad Books lately. They're, they opened up for Silver Sun Pickups. They have I like uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Yeah. If. Um, I don't know. There's one of the, um, I have a Roku. There's one of those channels that you can watch like free music or whatever. But it's called the Bad Books. It's guys from I think Mannheim or Mannheim Orchestra or whatever. I don't know. Nah, I don't. What kind of music is this? It's uh, it's kind of like indie indie rock, indie pop, whatever. But it's called Bad Books. They have a Twitter and at you, Bad Books. Probably. If you, I don't know. Just Google Bad Books. The band you'll find. They're but they're pretty good. They have they have a song called Forrest Whitaker. It's pretty catchy. <laughs> Well, hell, any band that has a song called... And Jim Norton. I've been watching... That dude's been on every podcast lately, and he fucking... I think he just had a stand-up special that came out. He kills it every time, yeah. Uh, American Degenerator. Yeah. I cut that out. It's wrong. Yeah, no, I didn't see it yet. But he's been on Jay Moore's podcast, Greg Fitzsimmons, Corolla, and he's always very funny. Yeah, he's super good. Definitely uh, a fan of his. I actually... I'm in the process. I, I just... I finally finished... You know what? Um... For anybody, I'm a big reader, 
And I had like 12 books stored on my Kindle that I've like either started or like instead of, you know, like with Amazon, you can go on there and put something on your wish list. But I get like, I get crazy where I'm like, nah, let me buy it and just store it on my Kindle because I can put it in my cloud or whatever and it's there. So I had a bunch of books that I started reading and didn't finish. So I decided over this last weekend, like I'm going to start closing out some of these books and make I'm a little crazy. So I need to have these things completely finished. Yeah. No, so cool. I finished uh, Patton Oswalt's book. I finished an um, alien one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now again, is it good? Waste spaceship, alien spaceship wasteland or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. He he told a lot of like uh, personal stories, like of him, you know, in the business or whatever, him growing up. And then there was some other stuff in there that I wasn't too crazy about. But the stuff that when he got personal was talking about himself. Yeah, it was definitely good. Which I normally wouldn't think that I would be into his, you know, sensibilities. He's so very, you're into Marin's very book liberal. too. I'm halfway into his book and it is amazing. It's really? absolutely amazing. Yeah, which I, I figured it would be, but he writes exactly how he talks, so I, I can imagine it in his voice. However, I did tell him that he should do it, have an uh, audible, do the audio version and let John Goodman read it, which I would I would say <laughs> pretty much anybody should do. I plan on doing that when I write my book. That is my goal. Another goal for my the I wonder how New much Year. it would cost to get Walken to do your book. I'm sure you Would could just get someone great. that could do walk. You get yeah. Jay Moore to do. It's, it's probably more expensive to get Jay Moore to do it than they have walk and do <laughs> probably, it. Probably, probably. But I, that's one of my other goals for the Jewish New Year is to write something and have John Goodman read it. So, wow. Um, I am no closer to having Bill Burr on the podcast. Nick is absolutely no closer to having Man Cow unless something happened. And Steve owes us a hundred dollars. So I want to <laughs> well, get that. Well, no, the uh, Man Cow Trixie hasn't responded to any tweets. And that was our end. So well, you gave up like six months ago in her, on her behalf. I mean, well, no, nah, I don't even see her on Twitter. So she, she passed away. <laughs> Must, that makes a lot of sense. Um, All right, yeah. So outside of that, right. I, I read a couple, I'm trying to think there was like two or three other books. And actually I have a Pinterest page. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do on it. So I, have, I have one too. And I just I make the things that are repurposed. <laughs> I just make a bunch of lists, and I'm like, "Hey, these are uh, some boxers I like, or uh, not boxer, not like underwear, but like <laughs> these are some watches I wish my wife would buy me. These are some, you know, this stupid shit like that." So my wife encouraged me to make a Pinterest page or to be active on Pinterest. Mine too. I I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it's almost like how people are with me with Twitter. They're like, "Yeah, I just don't get Twitter," and I'm yeah, like, "That's yeah. how I'm with Pinterest." I'm like, "What's the point? What is the point?" So. You know, I'm I'm prolific on Twitter, I, I or I mean on uh, on Pinterest. I'm I'm, I'm gaining a, a a slow but steady following, right. and uh, we'll see what comes of that. I want to talk about uh, pain and gain next week, so hopefully Nick and Ben will get around to watching it. Yeah, we got hopefully, Sons of Anarchy next week too. Sons of Anarchy. Hopefully, something else little exciting will happen in the news. We'll see. Scrotum or penis in I'm ignorant.